Welcome to another Bizom podcast, where we sit with CPG leaders and listen to the journey of brands that have shaped global retail. In today's show, we talk to a company that is changing how Indian consumers look at health. In today's fast-paced world, maintaining good health and well-being is a top priority for individuals worldwide. With the growing awareness of personal health and fitness, the demand for reliable and convenient sources of wellness product have increased significantly. Enter HealthCart, a prominent name in the wellness industry, offering a diverse range of quality products to empower individuals on their health journeys. Today, we are talking with Arjit Sen, General Manager at HealthCart, to revisit the remarkable journey of HealthCart and how it has emerged as a leading player in the health and nutrition segment. Arijit is a business leader and has worked with many companies to help Indians live a healthier lifestyle. Hi Arijit, thanks for joining us today. Let's begin this conversation with the most fundamental question everyone is asking. What does it mean to be healthy? In most cases, what we see is uh, health is a very misinterpreted word. Generally, when we say health, people think fitness. But health is, in today's date, physical, emotional, and social, all three put together. So in terms of being healthy, all three has to come together, and you become healthy. So as far as the overall paradigm is concerned, we have seen a pre-COVID, post-COVID. Now, pre-COVID, healthy was all about physical fitness, building body, keeping yourself lean, fit. Post-COVID, we have started speaking more on, you know, emotional and social. So healthy for me is today's date, in today's world, is all three things put together. HealthCard is a brand trusted by millions of customers and has become a household name. What problems does HealthCard solve for them? So HealthCard is into nutrition business. Although we started off as a pharmacy, or an online platform, but today we are a product-oriented company. And in that, we try to solve three basic things. One is your sports requirement, one is your physical requirement, and one is your health requirement. Now, what do I mean by this? There are three different product ranges which cater to this health needs. So one is what we call vitamins, minerals, and health supplements. So a multivitamin or a fish oil kind of a product. Then we have got something which is a holistic food, protein enriched food. And the third is the MBSN, what we call it, the sports nutrition product. So these are the three uh, categories in which we operate. So over the last few years, fitness has become a go-to culture for a lot of, lot of people we know. Uh, but one thing Indian consumers lack is the understanding of what exactly do they need to meet their fitness, fitness goals. How are you solving uh, the problems faced by Indian customer in understanding or being more informed with respect to what is needed for their, their fitness goals? Like you said, fitness is completely changed now. So, pehle, what used to happen when you used to speak about fitness, it was always gyms. Everybody, whenever you say that, okay, are you fit? Are you want to you want to be into this fitness zone? They understood fit as gyms. Now it has changed. 
fitness in today's date has got multiple things fitness has got now sports you play a sport you are fit fitness has got crossfit into it you look at the gyms they are not talking about weights they are talking about getting yourself fit through crossfits you look at people making a simple change in life like morning walks you see thousands of people walking moving you know suddenly everybody knows that fitness is preemptive everybody now knows the word comorbid and all these changes have come through during the phase of covid and covid had all its wrong things but there are a lot of good things which actually poured into us now like i said that now it is all about being preemptive trying to protect yourself rather than you know waiting for people to come and help you so what we do like i told in my last question there is a whole range of vmhs which is vitamins minerals and health supplements i'll give you a simple example think two years before and if i were to come and tell you zinc magnesium and vitamin c you'd say what today you say zinc magnesium vitamin c everybody will say oh immunity so fitness has become so clear in everybody's mind so we talk about vitamins minerals and health supplements that's where we fit in so that's one fitness place that we operate in we move in sports nutrition now you will say sports nutrition is all about gyms no it's not about gyms anybody who went into covid the first recommendation of a doctor used to be have a protein rich diet and when we say sports nutrition it is all about 18 grams 20 grams 15 grams 25 grams protein so now people understand fitness is equal to health and then we have got protein rich foods so it's the same muesli the same peanut butter the same bars have it with an extra punch of protein so that's where fitness is also what has happened is in the pre covid era it used to be all about free now what do i mean by free sugar free gluten free trans fat free xyz free that used to be health fitness zone even oil free now they are getting into rich protein rich fiber rich you know uh, pufa rich all these things have changed so that's where we come in that's where we place ourselves we are a protein first company so most places you will see proteins being you know uh, advertised or spoken about and then we have got this wellness segment which is the vitamins minerals health supplements the culture of fitness is talked about everywhere in the times of omni channel and omni presence where all your products are available which markets and platforms like we said ke health has now got a different parlance it is omni similarly our products are also omni so we are a d2c first company so we started in online and then as and when the popularity kept on increasing we started making our foray into offline business so if you are health conscious if you are in need of a healthy product and if you think we are delivering the right quality you will find at a store near you you mentioned how you started as a dtc brand 
but now you have expanded well into traditional trade what propelled that action and how did you prepare for it if you look at india yes uh, the adoption rate as far as uh, mobile technology is concerned is significantly high uh, people are getting into e-commerce now there is a quick commerce everything is changing around us but at the end of the day if we also look at the you know nearby kirana the nearby chemist still happens to be a part of the family circle and uh, with them now starting to move into you know quicker commerce if i can tell say that okay something is finished you give in a call and the you know nearby chemist bhaiya comes and gives it so we understood that maximum amount of business is queued in the traditional trade business so there had to be a start somewhere our products were gaining popularity people were asking for those products in shops we were getting calls you know queries coming online online into us for making their products available and that's where we decided that it is time for us to move into an omni channel presence and be present with the traditional trade and the modern trades of the world arijit what role bizom has played in helping you build the right strategies for india's route to market it's a partnership to start with and why i call it a partnership because uh although we call it traditional trade and general trade the need for data is much more important here because this is an uncontrolled environment d2c is a very controlled environment you know who is buying what he is buying what type of demographic that person belongs to in a traditional market i always call it the the jungle it is very difficult to understand where your product is going now bizom actually bridges the gap between an unknown world to a known world so the entire digital you know data acceptance the stock movements all happens through bizom and the entire analytics part on which we take decisions the strategy part everything comes from bizom so that's why i called it that it is a partnership and this partnership helps us take strategic decisions on the way forward also on what has gone wrong and what needs to be set up correct can you take us through healthcare's journey with bizom how did you start and with what objective and how is the partnership today now bizom and healthcart came together when healthcart spoke about or thought about uh, rolling out the traditional trade gtmt business so right from the inception we were very clear we didn't want to live in the an- analog world we were very clear that because we are moving in first time into the market we needed to needed to know what kind of outlets what type of cuts customers are buying us how the stocks are moving where what is selling why it is selling so everything from the beginning it has been a journey it has been a learning journey on both the paths whether we call it bazaar whether we call it healthcart so right through the inception stage we were very clear the digital e we need to be equipped how does bizom empower you to have a better visibility of your business and help you take more informed decisions about your sales efficiency so like i said we started our journey with bizom right from the inception uh so whether registering an outlet is concerned whether you know deciding a beat 
the route to market uh, which outlets to target which are we going to which are buying from us which are not buying from us every stage we have worked with bizon and those are the data which we capture now we are a very young organization like i said the last 2 3 years it has been the traditional drug market that we have moved into and uh, like you have a kid in the home and when the kid is you know small he is more attuned to falling down he doesn't understand what is going right what is going wrong that's why you need data and then you take those data move into information and from information you get into you know action points now we had to make this journey very very quick because competition is moving markets are changing we wanted to be in the right place so there are multiple applications that we started working with bizom hand on hand uh including monthly conversations you know mid month discussions reviews sometimes heated discussions you know all those things makes bizom a better place us a better place brings in a clear path ahead two months down the line three months down the line how are we going to change things so that's how the data play comes into our picture i think the mandate for us is very clear mm-hmm. uh, you have to grow our client should grow yeah if uh, they are not growing all is for nothing mm-hmm. uh, that's the reason we put in a lot of efforts to ensure we meet you meet the business goals you have defined for yourself mm-hmm. uh, do you have any story to share or any objective you have met recently where there were as you said heated arguments oh but with the common goal of growth for healthcart uh uh business is all about contradiction of ideas you keep on beating ideas and then you reach out to a certain things a certain decision platform uh sometimes we are from the industry we tend to think that we know it all you know over confidence poison uh but what the good thing is the review meetings i look up to because when bizong comes and presents or you all come and present to me you all come and present from a very neutral platform there is no ego boosting nothing it is clear cut data ke sir we saw this we saw this this is going down this is going up there are certain times when you are too bogged down with work you actually tend to you know sideline those things ke let it brew for a while two months baad dekhenge so those are the places where i found the data very different second is you guys operate with multiple other partners as well you know what they are looking at how the you know otc world is looking at data so then you bring across our data and there is a contradiction because we believe something you show us something you mean the sharing of best practices yes very important there are sometimes snippets which are given that okay in but this particular state your competition is more than 10000 and you are less than 5000 how do we bridge so those were the places where you actually put in questions on how we are looking at moving the data uh, you know moving the distribution moving the throughput why it is happening i mean it it's uh, all indicative but at least that's what we do right we benchmark somewhere and then we start to take small steps towards the ultimate goal as a person for strategy you obviously touched upon the importance of monthly business reviews we do but there are 3 4 5 kpis which you can monitor uh, on a daily or a weekly basis 
but then there are a lot of KPIs which in hindsight tell you a lot about what, what you were not able to achieve. Do you think our monthly business reviews help you get better understanding of those KPIs in hindsight? Yes, absolutely. Because uh, like you said, there are, you know, a few KPIs that uh, is always playing in your mind. I always put the number at five. Anything above five, there are certain times you actually don't remember. You don't track so many things. So we keep on tracking those KPIs. You are fixated. There are certain times you don't look at other things. You don't get the time. Sometimes it's not only about distribution. You are running after PNL. There's a lot of uh, you know uh, things which keeps on brewing. So what uh, Bizom's monthly review actually does for us is it brings us back to basics. So for a person moving into strategy and implementation both, I always give a lot of focus on the back to basics program. So for me, those review day, days are back to basics because like I said that there are so many questions or so many things that is put on, okay, what is happening to this state? Sir, this state ka sales is going down. This state ka distribution is going down and all those things. When you look at overall, na, suddenly everything is rosy. When you get into the, I, I call it GBMB and uh, I call it giant bytes, mega bytes and small bytes. So they actually bring you down to the small bytes because that's where the implementation is happening. Sometimes we are prone to make a lot of uh, decisions because we don't think about a lot of basic stuff. We don't think about what is happening in one outlet. We are so intrigued about taking decisions in 10,000 outlets. So those are the small things which comes into that, which after Bizong uh, meetings, we generally sit internally once you all leave. Then we change things. There are certain times we tell uh, the team that don't look at the data like this. Next time build the data in this particular way. So that's where the partnership moves in. We at Bizom are always interested in knowing whether we are making a change in the life of an end user. How are we impacting the life of an end user in a day-to-day -day manner when they are using Bizom? Can you think of any example or if you have anything to share in your opinion, if there is an impact there? Well, uh, there are multiple examples. I mean, think uh, a life of a sales officer, the very fact that where he starts his beat and where it's going, what is the total number of sales, these are all live data. He knows that he has got a KPI to deliver in the month, month end, whatever, 2 lakh rupees of business, 3 lakh rupees of business, whatever that number is. That is broken down to daily targets. And what he has got access to is a very simple thing that against that target, where has he reached? Like we always say, you know, one should know where to reach and one should know where he's standing right now. So during the day, there's a constant, you know, checkup which is happening. Similar thing for a one level, level above, he has got 10 people reporting into him. He keeps on tracking who is going soft, where, you know, change his route, figure out that, okay, this guy is going slow. Can we go and work with him? There has been multiple number of cases in that. There has been cases where one product is doing well and suddenly the manager called me up and said that, you know, 
this is doing well can we do a special drive for this particular product which is into working on a similar kind of a category and we can develop some amount of additional traction of sales from the same route to market without changing anything so these small small things are actually empowering each and every sales guy as they are going through their you know work journey every day and uh, even in terms of the managers where to focus when to focus how to focus whether we are going as per uh, you know the the KPIs whether we are falling back so these are daily corrections which are required for for an established company where it is more about facilitating the demand you know supply is all all about catering to the demand it is much more easier for a company which is trying to establish itself in the traditional market it is a constant chasing that you need to do continuously so every point that we talk about the data that we cite or the data that is floating around in the system live data everything is all about you know making those small decisions correct making those small adjustments and slowly developing towards your goal so yes there has been multiple number of instances where you know i mean let's not talk about multiple number of instances every day we use bizom bizom data to to correct ourselves in our journey so in your role uh, and because you spend a lot of time in the field also you have to take a lot of decisions some could be backed by by gut some could be backed by data but what typically what process do you follow to take decisions on the go decision making is complicated is yeah. very complicated <laughs> uh, and uh, i personally believe that there is no role of cut into it there's always data backed logic and basis the logic you take a call there is risk involved now the risk gets minimized by the amount of data that you are taking to take the decision what is your logical thought process mane in general you know in the analog world we i mean luckily for our generation we have worked in sales both in the analog and digital era yeah. there is a huge amount of data which is available so if i were to give put some numbers an average company will have 500 people they have 25 days working they are selling at least 10 skus a day they have got uh, you know 40 outlets that they cover on a day we are talking about 5 million data points at the month end so in terms of decision making it is very important that you start with a hunch i am calling it hunch and not gut because hunch is also data based so you put a theorem that okay i want to do this let me figure out how i do it or what does the data tell me then you analyze the data bring it into a decision making form and then you decide that okay if i take this data this is where the minimum risk is okay higher chances of success and then we move towards it because the cost of every mistake that you make for a organization which is extremely in a nascent stage is significantly high so in a decision making process i think i don't move even a single step without understanding that what are the risks involved 
pertaining to that decision. Once you have the clear risk that, okay, this is the amount of risk that I'm taking, take a decision. That's how my mantra goes. If there is one country which is growing currently in the world, it is India. And in India, FMCG growth in particular is growing multiple folds and destined to grow even better. Uh, as a household name, as an emerging company, what are your growth plans for the next five years? And how can Bizom help you achieve these future goals of yours? Right. So, like you said, FMCG is growing. There are products which are getting launched every day. Now, if you open your phone and you're going to an e-commerce platform, the number of brands that you suddenly see cropping up is serious. You know, you see something new which is coming across. So I think FMCG industry will be propelled with products which offers a distinction. Now consumers are very clear. We spoke about fitness. People are talking about, you know, from a gluten-free world to a protein-rich world. world. So the taste is evolving. People are getting exposed to international locations. They want to go into better products. They are ready to pay more prices. Uh, they know that higher prices means better quality. All these things are setting in slowly and that's why there is going to be a consumption growth. There's going to be also a value growth and value coming from distinguished products. So existing products, you know, cheaper products will give way to more value added products as we call it. So there is going to be constant development which will be happening. Lifestyles are changing in big time. I mean, I don't remember seeing so many gyms, so many, you know, badminton courts being advertised all around the road. Uh, you know, swimming pools opening up. So, constant change in lifestyle is also happening. Uh, OTT has boomed. Midnight munching is on the rise. So, it's not that it's only about health, health. It's also about indulgence at your home. So there are multiple things which are changing the scope of the industry, the way we buy our product is changing. Previously, at 10 o'clock, if you wanted to have a rasgulla, uh, you, you don't have an option. Today you do a quick commerce and rasgulla is into your home in 20 minutes. So consumption is now actually getting into indulgence. So there are good things about it, bad things about it. So in the next five years, there's going to be a sea change. There's going to be a lot of companies coming in uh, with distinguished offering, uh, with specialized products. So I see, you know, in, in, in the traditional companies, we will still see growths happening in, uh, you know, single digits, but there would be new companies which will be operating in very high double digit growths and being into the scope of distinguished product evolving category you know changing lifestyle i also see double digit growths kicking in our business as well so your growth plans are aligned with this cultural shift with this change of scenarios oh absolutely we are ever so eager uh, plus even the buying habit is changing so Initially, when we are talking about, uh, you know, traditional markets, market op marketeers used to move into D2C. Now D2C is backtracking into uh, the traditional market. 
and the intent would be to make our products available at an arm's length with the consumer. So in today's world, the consumer cannot travel more than a kilometer to buy your product. That's insane. The traffic is insane. The heat is insane. So we are pursuing a clear target that let it be within a kilometer of all the residential locations. And that's where, you know, the data becomes so important because where you are, how you are, how much distance from the market that you are, whether you're present in the right markets, all those things comes in where, of course, Bizon kicks in. And that's, that's the plan that we have going forward. It was fascinating to know about your professional journey, but we are very keen to know about you as a person. How do you manage your health and fitness needs? Uh, especially while living a very fast-paced sales life. Yeah, uh, it's tough. It's extremely tough because uh, uh, I travel a lot. Uh, strategy is also about implementation. So we move to the market a lot, understand what is happening, what is not happening, what is working, what is not working. So in that kind of a scenario, it becomes extremely tough because your flights are mostly early morning, late nights. Uh, you know, uh, the the India has got a very different kind of a uh, every every location that we go to, the temperature, climatic conditions, everything is very distinct. So it is extremely tough to uh, you know regulate. I generally keep two things uh, very clear with me. One is a light dinner. So. That is the only time when something is fixed because during the day you are moving in the market, you eat what you get. And morning times I generally start with a light yoga and followed by some vitamins and minerals which are a part of my daily diet. So, so that you know, whatever changes, at least I'm not vitamin or mineral deficient when I'm running around. So these are the two basic things. Additionally, because of all the market heat and sweats that we get, I believe in absolute hydration. So there's always a bottle of water you will find with me when I'm moving around. So these are the three things which I will keep on doing no matter where I am. So your luggage will obviously have a lot of health card products. Oh, they're, they're filled with it. <laughs> they're filled with it. And mind you, I don't, I, I don't take samples. Huh? So <laughs> I really believe in, you know, achieving my targets. And that's why I go and buy. And that's interesting to know, actually. Uh, someone who is a, a salesperson, but also a consumer. Absolutely. Of their own products. Arijit, we have discussed ex extensively about uh, how people are taking uh, their health and fitness more seriously. But what would be your three tips for people, for example, in their early 30s who have just started taking health and fitness very seriously and making it a lifestyle? So, you included the word 30s and that's where the change comes. Because, uh, you know, till 20 you are growing, 30 is the more steady state and 40 it starts declining overall the body composure. So, my tip would be that, like they say, invest when you are 30 for wealth when you are retiring. Similarly, 
start investing in your health when you are in 30s and when we say health it is not about getting into miserly eating it is about the right eating so first step like i said our food is vitamin deficient so one should get into a sort of you know a multivitamin a regular dietary supplement which can keep you healthy and strong that's one number 2 would be hydration which i think is the most important thing people don't drink enough water and third thing is going to be a you know active lifestyle get up in the morning go for a walk even if you're not getting time to walk at least you know while you're talking on the phone keep walking keep some kind of an activity we are you know people who love to sit on a couch and keep on walking or binging or whatever so these are the three things i think is most important rest do whatever best you can but at least these three tips are going to keep you up and running for a long time thank you arijit it was very interesting to know how health card has emerged as a game changer in the health and nutrition industry with a strong commitment to customer satisfaction transparency and social impact it was also fascinating to know what role you have played in driving this success but most importantly it was interesting in knowing you as a person thank you everyone for joining us for another bizom podcast on masters of change